0: we're underground in an underground bunker surrounded by metal walls eating canned tuna dave amos and blake are here sequoia's outside banging to get in but he can't eat our precious precious tuna Today we're going to be talking about all of the San Diego Comic-Con stuff that's happened in the past two weeks, mostly trailers and and things we've been interested in, and we'll speak a little bit about the new Flintstones book, which is either really good or just too weird, one of the two. Also maybe talk about the new Superman um, by uh, Gene Luen Yang, and then next week we're going to be reviewing... Lobster Johnson, which was written by What's Mike? Mignola. Mike Mignola. Mignola. Mike yeah. Magnola. Mike mean who's the artist? Uh, Jason Armstrong. Jason Armstrong. So doing his best, Mike Magnola. Right. It <laughs> was really good. So without further ado, let us ask you a question, Internet. If the Joker was in the Marvel universe, who would he be fighting? I'll let you think about that. I know your mind just got blown because you never
1: thought of it before. This is the part where you put little... <laughs> Oh, man, man. Spider-Man! Exactly. 100% Spider-Man. That was his song. Yeah. What do you think, <laughs> Dave? Who's he going to fight? <sighs> um, well, you know, he doesn't really have any superpowers and his main, you know, or his modus operandi is, is chaos. So it needs to be somebody, you know, heroically who fights and champions against those things, Um, I mean, it would probably be somebody with enough luck to just keep running into him. Not somebody who was actively trying, but they would always end up fighting Joker over and over again. And he pretty much stays in, like, one location. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I have to believe it would probably be somebody like Spider-Man. He'd be in New York robbing banks all the time, and Spider-Man, oh, come on, man, not you again. You wear makeup, you look like a freak. Why do I have to always deal with you? Like, that sort of thing. And it'd be a joke. To him, as well as, you know. Yeah, but the thing is that the
0: Joker Mm. is a funny, evil character, and so is Spider-Man. He's kind of like a funny... Right. So I think funny versus funny doesn't work as well as maybe... I was thinking the Daredevil, and I don't know if it's because the Daredevil can... You can... There are strong parallels between him and Batman, but maybe for good reason. I mean, he's justice, and he's order, (coughs) because he's a lawyer. Um, He's got a badass handicap. Just Batman. Um, yeah, he doesn't have any powers. It's his handicap. He just—he's
2: just got like a bunch of tools. <laughs> it's his handicap. I mean, in in the DC universe, it kind of is. He's like the only superhero without. I mean, I know there are others, but of the main ones, you know, it seems like it's way less common in the DC universe to to not be a super powered person, as opposed to Marvel, where there are a handful. That's true. Who do you think? I don't know. I, I mean, if, if I think about, okay, like you said, Joker's just a really silly well, person who doesn't take anything seriously I, at all. I guess it
1: depends on the version of Joker you're talking about, too. Like, is, are we talking about the one where he like rips a page out of the phone book and kills everybody with that last name on it? Like, that one?
0: Because <laughs> that's a Joker that
1: exists, <laughs> right? Um, or the silly Joker, so.
0: I guess they they just announced there's three different <laughs> Jokers, too, so I don't, I don't understand all that. Plumisher. Well, the Punisher, yeah, yeah, that would be well, the Punisher
2: is is definitely not order. He's also chaos. I was going to say Captain America for that reason. Yeah, think about superheroes who sort of take themselves seriously, who are bound by a very rigid ethic, yeah. which is what Batman and Captain America are basically. Um, so him, uh, but I can see why Daredevil is is a good foil to... But I'd like to see him fight Deadpool. Absolutely. I would, read, I would definitely read that. <laughs> with as many Deadpool books that are
0: coming out, I would say yeah. everyone that we've <clears throat> spoken about, you actually have a chance <laughs>
1: with that. Because Daredevil, I mean, uh, uh, Deadpool's fighting everyone. Well, I, the, you know, I I think that if they were to do something, that's really the next logical place for Deadpool to go, right? He's literally done everything. Kick Dead, him out of the Marvel Universe. Deadpool versus <laughs> the DC Universe.
0: Yeah. I I'm love it. I'm not, sh- I'm not 100% positive, but I skimmed this earlier. I think there's a Deadpool Shakespeare book coming out called um, Shakespeare.
2: <laughs> or something Jesus. like that. Jesus Christ.
1: Let's talk about comic book news. 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 You know, in, in Comic-Con movie news specifically, we saw first trailers for a lot of what uh, DC has been cooking up with their cinematic universe. Uh, we got uh, a final trailer for Suicide Squad that clocks in at a hefty three minutes long, uh, featuring some original music by what sounded to be Rick Ross uh, regarding the Suicide Squad. It uh, looks a little more than just a uh, tongue-in-cheek. It looks like it's playing heavily up the the meta aspects of of that team and uh, attempting to kind of talk about itself in every frame that it can squeeze in. It does look pretty decent, uh, but the trailer was a, a little bit long. I feel like it maybe revealed too much. It was super violent. It's interesting to see the trailers
0: for Suicide Squad after the success of Deadpool. I think that they've changed the tone in the trailers to be hyper violent, a little bit more funny than just dark.
1: Yeah, and there was all the, uh, I don't think scandal is the right way to put it, but all the hubbub on Twitter a couple months ago about them going and doing the reshoots to make it a funnier movie. Uh, So I know that that's probably, you know, seeing a lot more humor as the trailers have gone on probably doesn't, you know. Everyone does reshoots, though. That's normal. I think that, yeah. I think it was just.
0: People freaking out about nothing. It's just the internet being the internet. No, the internet's the internet. Uh, Out of all the DC film, that's the one that I am the most excited about. The Superman versus Batman was pretty bad. So I think that this one has to be really good to kind of be the next jump off. Right. Because they need something that's successful enough, both with reviews and box office, to kind of lift up the films that we can expect not to be as good. Or not have the best reception, and I guess that brings us to Wonder Woman, right? right? Which I would assume that because it's a female lead and an action film, that it's going to have less of a traditional audience for both comic books and action movies, right? Which is shitty, but I'm just going to assume that's it, and uh, that's that comes up. That's the next one to come out after Suicide Squad, right? Yeah, I believe so. The trailer looks all right, though. I didn't
1: like her in Batman versus Superman at all. Well, she felt tacked on. Very tacked well, on. Well, most everybody except for Batman and Superman felt very tacked on in that film. Superman felt tacked on yeah, in that right. movie. <laughs> <laughs> and he was in the title. I'm just glad he's dead.
0: So if you haven't seen the movie,
2: oh,
0: Amos, fan. now you know.
1: Oh. Don't need now. He's died twice in the comic book, so, you know, i have see it later. Yeah. Uh, they also showed off some snippets uh, of a lot of movie stuff from uh, from DC. Uh, they showed off, I guess, some teasers. Maybe at this state in the stage in the game, maybe too many for Justice League. Uh, it wasn't even a really proper trailer. They just showed a, a bunch of uh, really Ben Affleck being funny as Batman. Batman being the glue for the Justice League, is that normal? No, it really should be Superman. You know, he's the one that's constantly kind of preaching the the idea of strength and unity and, and being, you know, an allied, you know, front sort of against whatever cosmically comes their way, which is, you know, the Justice League doesn't need to exist to fight Joker or Lex Luthor. They need to exist to fight, you know, the massive powers that exist elsewhere in the universe, in the DC universe. Uh, uh, plane, I guess you could say. You know, stuff like Darkseid or Parallax, things like that. Uh, so Superman's kind of always been that champion. Superman or probably somebody that won't even be in this film. Um, but it's it's interesting. They're not using TV Flash. You know, the TV universes for DC are completely separate. I, I, I think that makes sense. For them, I think. But I, I think that there probably was an easy way to have done them combined. I think at this state in the game, they have to be separate because. It would be too difficult. It would be too difficult to retcon at all at this point. I just don't... I mean,
0: my Batman, my Batman, my Obama, <laughs> no, my Batman doesn't bring... Thanks, Batman. Thanks, Batman. My Batman doesn't bring together the Justice League. My Batman joins the Justice League... Reluctantly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it hard for me to jokes. swallow. What do, you, what do you think, Amos? What does your Batman do?
2: <laughs> He's a gun. Yeah, my Batman is that those like first few issues from the 30s actually shoots people. Uh, You know, watching the trailer, I just felt like Warner Brothers and DC are such an also-ran with all this stuff. I mean, you know, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been so popular there are millions of people who know these movies well, who are not comic book fans, and I don't know, I feel like well, they might not even make any distinction between, you know, Marvel, DC, whatever, it's just more superhero movies. Mm -hmm. But to me, it just feels like they are, you know, they're just the the second place finisher, I guess. It's just, it was weird watching that trailer, uh, which felt so much like the Avengers trailer, except with Avengers, those characters had all been built up over a few years it was weird saying, hey, we've got, Wonder Man, or, Wonder Man. <laughs> we've got Wonder Woman in this. And I'm like, I haven't even seen her in, in her own movie. Yeah, who is this uh, actress? Yeah, I'm not that familiar with the character in this iteration. So it just felt strange that now they're all buddying up. And I'm like, yeah, never seen this Flash before. Never seen Cyborg in anything. It was just the opposite of how they did it with Marvel.
0: Also, Cyborg, I feel like Cyborg was just put in that movie because he's a he's black a person character. Of color, yeah.
2: I mean, he's in you know New 52 Justice League yeah. a
0: lot. Yeah, but he, yeah, that's true. Okay, but he's not... Yeah, you know, I'm not a DC guy, but when I thought of the Justice League, I guess I didn't think of Cyborg, because he was a uh, uh, Teen Titans book? Or was he like... This is a, why it's good to have Sequoia here.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. He'll tell you the origin of the Cyborg. You know, I guess for me, watching the trailer, it makes it very apparent that there's so many superheroes that aren't going to be included in it. That would have brought so much more. I'd rather see uh, John Stewart as Green Lantern than about Cyborg. To say, right? I mean, where is Green
0: Lantern? Green Lantern is such a cool character, and but he has to be in the Justice League. That doesn't
2: make sense. And he's not. I mean, but that's lame. He's already yeah. Parallax. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that just confuses the shit out of everybody who goes to watch it.
0: It's just, I'm not even. A huge Green Lantern fan, but the story, like, he has a strong backstory. Like, Green Lanterns have a strong backstory. Could be a great cosmic uh, movie for them now not Ryan to Reynolds. lead. Yes, for, but for them not to lead with that. I guess they tried
2: to lead with it with Ryan Reynolds and it failed. I didn't even see that. I wonder oh, if that bad. has anything to do with why... I mean maybe that character is still in the movie but it's strange that he's not in the trailer. Like okay, if you think of X-Men or to a lesser degree the Avengers, they have a kind of more of a rotated cast. I mean the X-Men has
1: tons of them. Justice League is only seven people, right? Well, it's changed some, but it's traditionally if we're talking about it, it's Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, okay. The Flash
2: and then they basically replaced Martian Manhunter with uh, Cyborg in the mid 52. Right, basically,
1: yeah. Um, I don't even know who that character is. He sounds Man- amazing. Martian Manhunter oh, is amazing. I'm glad <laughs> you. What is he? <laughs> what is a Martian? He's a Martian Manhunter.
2: He's a Martian. He's, he's green, a Martian. That's about as far as it goes. Is
1: he that little green no. guy I always no, see no, Flint no, no, Man? No no, 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 that's the guy from the Flintstones.
2: Oh. <laughs> the the New 52 Martian manhunter is kind of cool looking. He actually looks like an alien instead of a bald green man. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks like Vision. Uh, oh, okay. okay. I'm sure you've seen it. Very
1: wise. He plays the wizened character on the I road. love
2: to imagine like because we all have kind of our, our comics niche and it's not always superheroes. I feel like there's maybe two or three guys who always listen to this. and am like, how the fuck am I listening to a podcast by guys on comics and they don't know who Marcia is. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Sorry, sh- I don't know shit about DC. But all of us like,
0: okay. I always,
1: I always come out and say it, man. Though Hawkman. I guess, I guess uh, it depends too. I mean, I don't know. But I don't haven't read any of the new Fifty Two stuff because it doesn't really float in my boat. Um, but.
2: Apparently, it didn't float anybody's boat. Yeah, I guess
1: not. They re, they, gave, they needed to give rebirth to it. Um, the uh, Hawkman also was in Justice Society, though, which to me was always a more interesting troop of characters because it was like traditional Flash, traditional Alan Scott, Green Lantern. So Hawkman. we should probably
2: explain that one. So the so the <laughs> to Blake, what the Justice Society is versus Justice League? Because I mean, I've had conversations about that before so and I may get this wrong just correct me or someone probably will yeah
1: so in their heads as they listen
2: so the golden age DC universe the, the 30s and 40s stuff became a parallel universe when the silver age stuff got started so you have a different let's Barry Allen as the Flash is silver age 50s on and then you have Jay Merrick who that guy with the silver hat looks on like his yeah uh is the Flash of the Golden Age DC Universe. So that got... I don't know if that got retconned as... The, were they called the Justice Society in the 30s? or were I, they a I don't recall. It, yeah. it
1: seems to me something they retconned. I don't know for sure, but... Let's just I say they did. It again. So the Justice
2: Society is a different group from a different universe, and they're a little goofier looking. They have their Superman, they have their Batman, they have you know, like we said, Flash with a tin hat on his head looking like Hermes. They have <laughs> a totally different Green Lantern. Their version of the Green Lantern is so funny to me. He was like an actual train conductor who now, got killed.
1: Are we going to and- talk about badly about Alan Scott? Before we get started, I need to know if
2: you're going no, to. I'm not, not going to talk shit about him, but it is a very... It's, when, when most people look at Green Lantern, you know, it's the... Spacefaring Yeah, it's Hal Jordan, he's yeah. a test pilot. Right. Right. Or he's, he's an
1: engineer, he's John Stewart, right. Right.
2: And they use the the ring, you know, they Not don't an have actual that thing. Lantern. Whereas this guy was a train conductor who was a ghost or something and has an actual lantern that like a conductor in the nineteenth century might have used. He's a totally different thing. And he has a cape. That's cool. Totally different
1: they yeah. eat soup a lot. They don't fight so much crime. They, they, they're like <laughs> it's a lodge. A they're like a lodge. They have cool hats. <laughs> well, Flash certainly does. <laughs> He's got a hat. And Green Lantern's cape is badass. It's got. I mean, it's got everything. It's got the the huge the high collar. He looks like, like, like a Doctor Strange. I was gonna guy. say like a Doctor Strange, yeah. like a Flash Gordon. Oh, we haven't Ooh.
2: talked about the trailer of that. Looks strange. I've only watched the first trailer. There was a San Diego Comic Con trailer. Did you? Watch oh, that I haven't one? seen that one. Not. Okay, I didn't even know. Speaking of things that we are oblivious to that we shouldn't, is uh, I didn't even know Comic Con was going on. Oh my god! Yeah. Seriously, that's yeah. crazy. Because I don't. I'm, I'm t- mm. totally checked out. Uh, well, Every time um, we talk about news, I'm like, well, it's basically
0: because of my love for toys that I know exactly what's going on. Oh, okay. Uh,
1: and San Diego Comic Con this year. Um, I can I can honestly say. As far as all the stuff that we, we saw from DC, because they by far had the, the biggest showing, I think, of the big two as far as properties are concerned, uh, I'm a little worried. And that kind of bums me out because I like a really great other side of the coin to Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Because there's a, there's parts of the DC Universe that I absolutely adore uh, that we're just not seeing showcased here it looks uh, you mentioned it a moment ago as an also rant right it's just yeah. hey us too we can also make these movies that we're trying really hard to make modern and uh, your your thought a moment ago about there's a lot of these characters that we're seeing that we know who they are like we know who Aquaman is we know who Wonder Woman is but their versions in the film aren't their versions in the comics and so it would help if we knew who they were on film Regardless of what you think about the first Avenger, right, it set Captain America up for who he was. And he was very much like he was in the comic books, but we knew going into Avengers what he was about, right? Uh, And I think that's really important was that we had all those things kind of out of the way with the possible exception of Black Widow and Hawkeye, but we hadn't seen them in previous films. So we were also pretty comfortable with who they were and why they were being introduced. Uh, it's just, it's an odd way to go about doing things, and I, I really hope that they end up being better than Batman vs. Superman, because it did not. It just didn't hold me, and the, the director's cut is somehow worse, even though it attempts to add more story. So, Elsewise, Marvel also announced some stuff. They did show off some trailers and teasers uh, for their television properties, but they didn't really talk much about the cinematic U. Uh, I feel that now that they're a part of Disney, Disney really feels like Marvel needs their own thing, and I would not. You know, they did that that press conference early this year where they showed off all the titles that were coming, and they gave dates for everything and went into you know a lot of in-depth discussion Um, around the same time. I guess it would have been the same time they also discussed all the upcoming Pixar stuff. Marvel is very much Disney now, um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see something like Star Wars Celebration start to happen for Marvel over the next couple of years. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them spin off something like that and feel the need to not talk about it so much at Comic-Con, uh, but to talk more about it at uh, at those kinds of things, like the Marvel Cinematic U having its own kind of press conferences, which seems to be something they're probably going to be shooting for. That said, they did talk about uh, a lot of comic stuff. They didn't go so much into the cinematic stuff, but they Pretty. did. Crazy. Yeah, it's nuts, right? They went to a place called Comic Con and they talked about comic books. Um, so they showed off trailers just to, to wrap up the stuff on the the cinematic stuff or the television stuff. They showed off a teaser for Iron Fist. They showed off a very very small teaser for the Defenders, and they showed the uh, trailer for uh, Luke Cage's uh, upcoming series this fall, which looks great. It was to the it was to uh, old old dirty bastards. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh baby, I like a Roth.
1: Well, did you read the piece about? Uh, um, I can't remember off the top of my head, the actor that is playing or that has played and will be playing Luke Cage and their television stuff so far in um, the showrunner for the, uh, the the show talking about how the defenders are like Marvel's Wu-Tang Clan. That's how he compared it. He said, because individually you love them and you've, you've probably got one that's more favorite than the other. He's like, you might really be an old dirty bastard. You might love the genius. And your best friend might be into Ghostface, but when they come together, they somehow make something different than all of their individual stories. Yeah. Which is a really great way to put it. And again, it's just... It's really indicative of how on the the head uh, Marvel has been with with getting this stuff to the public with the right filters, with the the right kind of tone and and, and mood. Uh, Because they have people working on the projects that really do understand what they are. This couldn't be done as
0: movies because Mm -hmm. this way, these... Long stories can be dark. You can understand the character. Like, Jessica Jones is so, was so surprisingly dark. Yeah. And, like, parts of it were, like, cringe. Cringe-worthy. Cringe-inducing. Like, it, it wrapped up so well. And the whole Purple Man stuff. I mean, it was... I mean, they, they didn't shy away from the rape aspects or anything that, like, made um, Alias, like, such a great book. And so I'm super excited for uh,
1: Luke Cage's solo. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Uh, Marvel also announced um, that they've got uh, Marvel Insider coming up, which is a loyalty program which rewards people for reading digitally. Um, Marvel's House of Ideas had an entire panel where they announced Insider and announced that they were making huge pushes into digital. And I believe that uh, Insider is really, really going to take... Uh, advantage of that or they'll use the digital stuff to take advantage of insider to make it uh, you know really beneficial for people to switch to digital and maybe not switch to digital but use digital a lot more because I think they're they're going to make a really strong push into um, you know more interesting ways of presenting the the medium in a digital format they talked more about um, was it Marvel Infinite is that yeah. the uh, the thing they've got that's like the the motion comic stuff So I've been reading I've been reading <laughs>
0: the infinite stuff, and there, are, the Spider-Man and Silk ones are okay, but I think that it, I think they are targeting younger yeah. viewers with those comics for yeah. sure. i um, will pretty much any read anything with Spider-Man, even the Spidey stuff, right. like it just even though it's kid stuff because it's Spider-Man, and I just I love Spider-Man. How can do not? I'm, just, I'm worried about motion <coughs> comics and people focusing more on way, different ways to tell the story and not actually focusing on writing good stories. Right, so it's, it's more about like the sounds in the background or... All of the artists that we like to read right now are probably our age or older and I don't know if they're going to be jumping into changing their medium right. to tell the story when they're just... I mean, artists have to crank out a lot of books to make it a good wage if you're not a top-tier artist, you right, know? Yeah. So who's going to, like, sit there and
1: work on, like... I don't know. You, you see where I'm going with Well, I, I think it will be different by by default, I think. And I think that's okay.
0: I, I think it's neat that they're trying different stuff. I, I just don't see my favorite comics being action comics because of the people who are going to be doing it.
2: Yeah, it just kind of felt like a gimmick. Like, you know, it's just... Let's take something that wasn't broken and fix it. I read a couple of issues,
1: and I was like, it was neat, I guess. It just didn't, it didn't add anything to the story to me. Right. But, you know, for a newer generation of people, that might be what gets them hooked. Sure. Um, the other big thing from Marvel, for me anyways, about a specific book is they announced the team-up to end all team-ups, Doctor Strange and The Punisher. So there's, a, there's a, a mafia group in New York City that has basically started or, like mobilizing, and they've apparently gotten access to something uh, that makes them a, tr- a more specific threat and a larger threat to the population at large than just Punisher would normally mop up and take care of. So the Sorcerer Supreme and uh, Punisher himself are teaming up. I, super excited about that. And it was, it's been top build, like alongside the trailer for Justice League in a lot of places, because that's a really interesting... Uh, I guess kind of combo for for me and for most. Didn't people, I they? Yeah, we're going the same place. There
2: w- was it in Hickman's uh, ventures uh, leading up to Secret Wars. To Secret I think Wars, it was yeah. part of Secret Wars. Was it? It was a. Sh- it, it, anyways, it
0: was for not maybe the end, but it was one or two comics that they were teamed up fighting against right. Doctor Doom. Right and it was
2: fucking fantastic it was so that cool. entire Hickman's whole thing yeah, forget about it like, like best, four best or five event. years of yeah. Avengers that's like among my favorite you know, big superhero yeah. stuff Hickman
0: and Marvel man they yeah that was that was a good few years
1: my last bits for news unless you, you've got something no keep going I've got some a few things I'll bring up later. okay the last thing for news and I should have mentioned this a moment ago when it came to TV except uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is always an afterthought for me in normal life Uh, But they announced and showed off Ghost Rider, who will be joining in Season 4 this fall. So after three seasons of virtually no superpower people whatsoever and an almost... I I heard it got better. I I, I like it. I tried hard to get through Season 1 and just could not do it, so I Uh, gave up.
2: Yeah, no, it gets...
1: I got through Season 1.
0: Okay. (laughs) I got through half of Season 2, and then I read the wiki for it. And then I started on Season 3 to try to redo it again. And there are parts of it that are redeeming, but... Each episode is an hour, and I think that's too long
2: for the quality of show it is for me. I really like it. I mean, I don't. I don't think it's as good as the Netflix shows. It definitely is a network TV right. show. Right. I like yeah, and
0: I like that they're trying to do the Inhuman stuff. Like yeah, I think. it's Well, that's cool. what it is now. Basically, it's, it's, yeah. it's Inhuman, the Inhuman shows. I've heard. Pretty
2: much. I mean, but now it's
1: Inhumans and Ghost Rider.
2: Yeah, I just really like. Uh, I always mess his name up. Clark Gregg? Is that his name? The actor?
1: That plays uh that plays
2: Coulson? Coulson? Yeah. yeah. I like I that dude so. a lot. I like so. him too. That, oh, he's one, the main two. reason I want to like that more. Right.
1: Do we know which ghost Rider that they chose? Nick Cage? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Put the bunny back in the box. It's the new one, Reyes. Okay. Um, and he's being played by uh, Gabriel Luna, who is in Season 2 of True Detective. Oh. oh, cool.
0: Um, that's a neat ghost writer to use. That's a... Uh, he he was in uh, Thunderbolts.
1: Uh, we also got a trailer for American Gods on Stars. Oh wow! Yeah, and you—if that's the one piece, is like if you're gonna watch any of these trailers from from Comic Con, see that. If you've read American Gods, and if you haven't, you should stop listening to our podcast right now and go read it, and then come back. Um, so good, Neil Gaiman. Oh, he um, was um, just left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he stopped listening to our podcast and uh, <laughs> <laughs> went to read it. Um, I stopped producing the podcast. <laughs> well,
2: the creating content. Amy. You're a producer now? Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> fuck Amos. Contributing to the production of, the, you know what I'm saying.
1: He's a, a showrunner.
2: Have any of us uh, watched Preacher?
0: Yeah. Amy? I have not. and I, I've I seen an episode. that episode. It was awesome. I, um, I'm about four in and I think it just wrapped up. And... Uh, it got greenlit for more seasons, okay. which was announced, and it is fantastic. For those of you now that... I mean, I would I would almost want to do a, a separate podcast just for Preacher. That's how much I like it. Some news that I picked up on around toys. They're putting out for Suicide Squad a Joker in an old Batman suit, which makes me think, and the internet also thinks, that there's going to be a Jared Leto as Joker as Batman Um, that
2: might show up in Suicide Squad. You this character in Dallas Buyers Club. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty complicated. (laughs) I'm a dude disguised as a dude playing another dude
0: in makeup, costume, makeup. (laughs) Rodeos. Um, And they also announced that Marvel Legends is going to do Netflix characters. So they're going to do the Jessica Jones as that actress. Kristen Ritter. And then they're gonna do. In stereo, yeah, <laughs> in stereo. And then the guy know. did Pun- Punisher has his own coming out along with the Daredevil and uh, Luke Cage. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna buy that set because I don't like uh, I don't like my characters to look like real people. Yeah, I like them to look like the comic I books. books. I, I can see so, that. So I mean, they look neat, but I've, I've got enough around me that I just don't know if that's gonna be the. Is that an uh, Asian Coulson figure
1: then? Yep. Well, he's you know the one, vi-
0: he's but <laughs> Agent Coulson was almost almost like now the characters in the comic books
2: look like Agent Coulson. Right. Well, and he wasn't he a wasn't a comic character at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to see a line of where they make the characters look like actors who have never played them. <laughs> I would love to see a Gary Busey Captain America. <laughs> I was going
0: to say that. Oh yeah. my God, that is Captain America, though <laughs> Gary Busey Captain America. What would he say? What
1: would not he say? We talk about hobbits. <laughs> hobbits are real patriots. Uh, Joe Pesci as uh, Iron King. Man. Oh, as the Iron Man. That's good. How about <laughs> Iron Pesci? Tell me, tell me, you would not.
2: I would watch the shit out of Iron Pesci. Oh, my
0: God. (laughs) All right. um, They also talked a little bit about uh, Thor Ragnarok, and they gave a teaser of... The gladiatorial
1: armor. Yeah. What is it
0: called? Uh, Skarsons? Is that what he calls himself? Yeah, Skarsons. He's got the cool mohawk feathers, and it looks neat. I have high hopes for a buddy-buddy Thor
1: Hulk gig. I think that will be cool. You know, with, with Hulk missing in cinematic continuity, though, I mean, what's the, the impetus for him suddenly, like, finding Thor and going to space? I love how this is going to take off. We don't know how he went up
0: there. I don't think that it's going to be, like, the comic books, and he's going to be shot up there by his buddies. I don't think so either. I think that maybe he gets captured, and... Uh, what's, what's that guy who becomes Red Hulk in the comics? What's his name? He was, like... The, Bruce Banner's wife's dad, General So and So. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. Storm? Exactly. Yeah, what's his name? General Storm. Is that what it is? I don't know his name. I, I know who was, you're talking about. You William know, like, Hurt
2: played him in the movie. Yeah,
1: so maybe like that character shoots him up there or something like that. Who knows? Well, and he he's showed up in Avengers the second, Well, no, he just showed up in Civil War. Did he? Yeah. He's, totally, he's the one that uh, presents yeah. the Sokovia Accord. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He
2: does. I totally pulled that name out of my ass, so I'm gonna make sure that that's that actor.
1: It is. It's 100 yeah. percent Waymer. Okay. His uh his character is uh I don't know why I, I think it's Storm. That's what I want to his know. His real name is McCord. William McCord. William, McCord. William M- McCord. I don't know if I'm an actor or any William McCord. I guess William is- McCord Hurt! Aye.
0: Aye, yeah. Aye, William McCord hurt. Uh what else? I am super stoked in comic book news. Richard Ryder is coming back and it's gonna that. be Nova and that makes Sweet. me so fucking happy. First of all, because I get to explain how he comes back and second of all, I can start reading Nova again because Kid Nova, who I hope becomes known as Kid Nova because he knows <laughs> the shit out of me, I just hate him. I hate him yeah, so much.
2: I'm not that into it either.
0: Uh, congratulations to Paper Girls, which is the only so awesome. Eisner um, <laughs> Award winner that I think I'm really
1: familiar with. But they won, and they deserve it. Kate, uh, Kate just started, and she's been pressuring me to to read it as well. That's pretty great. It's uh, I, mean, I, I I love Brian, so there's no reason for me to not want to read it. So. Yeah, we're definitely gonna read that one and, and do a review mm-hmm. at some point, and
0: have Kate on the show. Absolutely. Uh, Roxanne Gay is gonna be writing the uh, second Wakanda book. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like Black Panther. World of Wakanda, maybe? Something like that. Um, but she's going to be... Uh, she's there. Marvel is saying, hey, this is our first black woman to write for Marvel. Really? Uh, which surprised the hell out of me. That's, well, um, I guess.
2: I, I, there's something else of hers I've read, but I can't remember
0: But what wait was. a minute here. One of Marvel's first black women writers, so... <laughs> a little less of an accolade. Yeah. But it's headlined everywhere, which makes me think there must not have been many. Anyways... I'm excited to read a feminist take on that world because Wakanda is a is its own kind of lore and its own it's had the wars that it's had and you know who is the leader the queen is it the king there's been a lot of stuff going back and forth even before um, the past five years right I mean there's been a lot of stuff going on there that will be interesting to get a feminist perspective on. That's cool. I feel like Marvel's really trying to push their comic books in, to the limit with new ideas, which I think is great. But Rebirth is kicking ass in sales right now right. in comparison to Marvel. Marvel's like best-selling book has been like Deadpool number 13. That's why I think that Marvel focused at Comic Con more on comics than movies because that's what they need to, to yeah. beef up whereas DC is the other way around I think we've talked about a lot of news there's a lot of other stuff that's come out maybe we'll save it for next week or even when is back because he's gone for another week mm. and then he can school us on what's going on so that's what we got for news let's uh, let's talk about comics
1: that I've read like the rest of us just read old comics. Uh, Blake reads new comics. <laughs> I read... I, uh, I read to forget. Well, you I, guys I forget to read. Just
0: forget to read. Yeah. The Flintstones, written by Mark Russell, Steve Pugh, is one of the strangest books I have ever read because I'm still not sure if I liked it or not. The Flintstones, as a comic book, doesn't sound good, right? Does it sound good? I Do mean, you want to read that? <laughs> Let's be honest. If I was like, hey, the new Flintstones book
2: came I would, out. I wouldn't care. Actually. I
0: texted you guys twice yes. about it, and
2: you still didn't read it. I barely read what we're talking about for uh, next week, and it was my suggestion. That's, that's what I'm saying. Is that <laughs> no, one wants, no one wants to read the Flintstones, but I did.
0: And it starts off with Cro-Magnums in the future being frozen in ice. And this is how present day remembers cavemen. And it's very, like, stereotypical caveman, loincloth, whatever. And then it kind of, not fast-forwards, but, you know, goes back in time and shows all the neat ways that the Flintstones are doing stuff. Like, there's some people vaping, and they're just holding up sticks. That's funny. And... And But then they're adding, like, social commentary that I don't know were in Flintstones, a cartoon. Like, Barney and Fred are Vietnam vets, but not Vietnam. They're, like, <laughs> vets, right? And they're sitting in their lodge, and some dude's freaking out about all the people that he killed. That's dark and weird. Huh. But it's funny.
2: But is it... Really? I don't know. Is it... So that scene, is it treated with... Like a kind of reverential. It's just it, like they make it a gag. They just or, drop it there. No gag. It's, it's just a thing. She's like, okay. kill all these people, man. Huh. Yeah. That is kind of weird. <laughs> really weird. I was thinking of it like when you said, would you read this? Uh, if you had, before the Mark Waid uh, Archie comics, I had never read Archie and I like those a lot so I don't know I mean I, don't that, know, like I mean that's why sense. we have
0: these I think because of the Archie Resurgence and uh-huh. the Jughead stuff Jughead is great that's yeah. one of my favorites and that's, and that's why we have these and the list of Hanna-Barbera cartoon comics have come out this was the one I thought it was going to be the most throwaway and not the weirdest but I read all of them and this is definitely the weirdest <laughs> you read uh, Wacky Races? yeah it's awful it's like <laughs> Wacky Races is basically like hey um, you know that movie that came out where people are driving through the desert and shooting each other and killing each other that won all those awards? Let's make Wacky Races that.
2: So it's Mad Max.
0: It's Mad wacky Max races. as Wacky Races. That sounds fantastic Mad think so. Mad Wax. <laughs> you would think it would be neat but the the art is so fucking dark and it's just so much. And then all I can, think, still about, sounds great. All I can think about is that goddamn dog laughing like, my, my, yeah. and that never how happens. Times, how do you spell that? I don't know.
1: I can't do it. Mine just sounds like I'm dying from an asthma attack. <laughs> then you've done it. Then right? you've done it correctly. So. What's uh, the Flintstones boss
0: name? Do you remember? Slate? Slate. That sounds right. Something like that. He wants these Cro-Magnums who are visiting workers to accept a job with him. So he's telling Fred to take him out on the town, show him a good time. Now, the reason that he wants these Cro-Magnums to work for him is because they don't understand the concept of money and they'll basically work for
2: free. Cro-Magnums are this other group. What are Fred and Barney? Fred and Barney
1: are white people. (laughs) And Cro-Magnums are not white people. Okay, allegorically, <laughs> that, but I mean, like in the book, or I guess they're Homo sapien. Yeah,
0: I think so. I think that they're just like two different races. Mm. And so there's all of these not so subtle undertones that I don't know if is too much or not. Yeah, read it. This. like, I I feel like it's forced, but there are things in it that are funny. I'm looking at a picture right now where Fred goes to Wilma and says, "Why did we have a traditional wedding?" And then in the picture of the traditional wedding, it's Fred with three goats, Wilma's dad, and then Wilma covered up from head to toe. Like, what is that saying? It's 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 kind of funny, but it's also really weird. She's hot though. And, and then, yeah, she and Fred. Fred looks good.
2: He looks like... Uh, Superman.
0: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Giant Joe. Everyone is super muscly. There's no fat people in the Flintstones. <laughs> um, and then, of course, who doesn't love seeing, like, rocks being destroyed by goats? <laughs> like, this guy's, like, holding a goat up from his hind oh, wow. legs and, like, ramming it, it into the stone. Yeah. Like, that's the stuff about the Flintstones you expect to see. And it's done well in here because they don't do... Yeah, and the the, no, the onomatopoeias they use are pretty neat. <laughs> Alright, so I've gone on and on about the Flintstones book. I guess what I'm saying is It's weird. It's, maybe read it. It's weird enough to read. It really is. And I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying that it's really hard to say it's bad.
2: What's <laughs> a hell of an endorsement. So
0: check it out. I'm going to check out the next two issues to see if it's worth reading. And I didn't think I would be the person to read a Flintstones book, but it's engaging enough
2: and dark enough and just weird enough to read. Listen, now,
1: if they do it, go ahead, I'm sorry.
2: I was just going to say, now I want to see the Jetsons combined with Blade Runner.
1: Well, that's, that's where I was going. I was going to say the Jetsons combined with like uh, uh, Babylon 5 or something like that. Just those, as a replica? Yeah, basically. Um, But I was going to say, I really just want to see Speed Buggy, where they're all swingers.
0: Let's talk about the new Superman. I don't know shit about Superman. (laughs) I don't even know the name of his home planet. I knew Kryptonite killed him. So I'm reading the new Superman. And it takes place in China. And it starts off... First of all, this is written by Gene Lewin Yang. He's a, he's a highly regarded writer, none of which I have read. This Superman is not a good kid, necessarily. I'm not going to say he's a bad kid, but the, the whole thing is that he starts off picking on this boy, this fat little boy, this guy stealing his lunch money and just telling him to come back with better food tomorrow. And then as they break up, They run into a bad guy, and the bad guy's picking on that kid, and then the the bully, who becomes Superman, throws like a can at this bad guy. Anyways, it gets televised on TV somehow by a random reporter, and it gets picked up. The science division of the government decides that this kid's going to be their Superman, and then makes him Superman. And at the end, we're introduced to a Chinese Batman and a Chinese Wonder Woman. And I only see Chinese just to say that they are from the state of China. The state.
2: The people's state. The people's state state of China. The
0: Republic state of China. (laughs) Um, From Chinese land. The people's elbow of China. (laughs) What I like about this book is that it's not... Uh, Peter Parker does not become Superman when I say that I don't mean like actually Peter Parker but like he's the good kid that's like the nerd and like he's, he's he's the good guy this kid has problems and he's become Superman
1: he's the bully he does he was he's powered by the Chinese government oh they make uh, they, they do make, more than just make it like oh you're now Superman
0: but they're also giving him powers. they literally give him superpowers like, they hook him up to something and give him superpowers What's even weirder is that his dad, Superman's dad, is a conspiracy theorist who is working with people and trying to take down, like, the Chinese government science wing. And this kid's like, whatever, dad, you're crazy. And then it's that science wing that his conspiracy theorist dad is talking about that ends up giving him the powers. Is he supposed to be Chinese? He looks like Tom Selleck. That's his dad. His dad is Chinese, Tom Selleck. All right. <laughs> Here's another thing. Well, now we know who Tom Selleck would be in our action figures. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this takes place in China, but none of it seems... Let me back up. I am glad that it does not seem stereotypically Chinese. Okay? I am very happy that it's not like, what do Americans think Chinese people are like? <laughs> I'm very oh, glad... Girl. Let's Go. cut all of this out. <laughs> Let's cut this whole thing out. What I'm getting at is that <clears throat> this Superman could be in the United States. I don't understand why he's in China, because nothing nothing part of
1: the story, no part of this story... Is reliant on it being in China, or is enhanced by the fact that it's in China. I got you. Exactly. If, so far, it's Chinese for the sake of being Chinese. Well, and that makes it seem... I guess that begs the question, like why? I mean, there's I guess there's why as much as there's why not. You see where I'm going, though. Is that Mm -hmm. I I just don't
0: I don't understand why the story is there. So so that's where we are. It's a decent book, and it's easily you can easily pick it up and have no know nothing about DC Comics, which is good for me, and why I will continue to read it. And also on the very last, last page, when you're introduced to. Bat-Man and the Wonder Woman of China, they look hilariously awesome. I am all in with that Batman. He's got, I don't even know how to explain him. He's like yellow and blue, and he looks like a robot. Like a red jumpsuit? Yeah. and They're all very different. They
2: look very, very different. Superman's red and yellow. Yeah. That one, you know, makes sense. He looks like the Chinese flag. Right, exactly.
1: The People's Republic of Chinese
0: flag. <laughs> it's cool. I'm I'm in. I just don't I, I just don't get it yet. But that's okay. It's it's num- it's the number one. So again, we just talked about two books that I can't wholeheartedly tell you to go out and buy and read right now. But he can't also not tell you to go out and buy them. <laughs> and that is what a podcast is for. Alright, let's uh, end this with uh, let's end it with the Flintstones question. Okay, what modern day technology should be in the next Flintstones book? And uh, Amos, yes,
2: this could be x-rated. I know you're about to ask that. so well, I was gonna say uh, there needs to be a shake weight, and it needs to consist of a porcupine inside of a hollowed out gourd. I don't know. I got nothing else. Puss- Sounds like you're designing a pocket pussy, not a. <laughs> oh, <my> God! <laughs> oh, that is not a pocket pussy. Dave would... <laughs> is the one
1: that wanted to go there, not me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen, you were over there talking about Oh, there's shake weights, sir. But... Yeah, there's a suggestive thing. Um, I think that it would be VR. Virtual reality! <laughs> and they would have. They would put makeup and little outfits on uh, early uh, small mammals. <laughs> Put them in a box. They strapped on their face and force little animals to act out adventures. That's wonderful. That's a good one. That's yeah. really
0: good. Mine would be a Roomba, and it would just be. It was like, just be, you broke your
2: Roomba yeah, hour
0: ago. Just because I broke my Roomba hour ago. but it would be. It would definitely just be like a uh, like a, a baby box. under a box. It would be. <laughs> I was going to say an opossum in a sh- in like a shell, and it just eats everything on the ground. Yeah, that's it. I feel good about this, guys. I miss Sequoia, but I feel good about it Yeah, this. I do too. All right, well, from us three to you, internet guy who listens to us begrudgingly, we'd like to say next week, please read Lobster Johnson by... Volume
1: 1. Volume 1. By Mike Mignola and Jason Armstrong. You heard it here first. The Iron Prometheus? That's the name of that book. Yeah. All right. Sounds good, guys. Talk to you next week.